Today's episode is deferred maintenance and home value loss. Let's get into it. We're here with Jill Paddock. She is the number one agent on the Tom J. Krieger team here in Tucson, Arizona. Jill, thank you for coming here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So today, Jill, we're going to talk about deferred maintenance and, you know, the effect it has on the value of a home. A lot of people you, I'm sure, are aware of. And in fact, in fact recently, we've uncovered that a lot of people don't understand that, right? They, yes. They don't understand what happens if I let my roof go, if I let the edging of my soffits get rotten, or if I don't keep up with, like, the landscaping, Right. Exactly, yeah. So I'm going to, I got a series of questions I want to ask. Take your time. Tell me everything you need to know. Okay. As a buyer. As a buyer. You can do that. So tell me, as far as repair costs on structural or mechanical items, how does that adversely affect the value of a home versus the cost to repair it? Well, the first thing I'm going to say is it is cheaper to keep it in good repair than it is to make a major little bit here and there hits the pocketbook a lot easier than a $12,000 new roof. So when you're talking about structural and mechanical items, you're probably talking about the roof, about the air conditioning, water heater, things like that, things that are big ticket items. People tend to just let it go until there's an issue. And then that issue is a big issue. And if you are looking to sell your home, put it on the market, you obviously want to appeal to buyers. Well, thinking about that, what buyer wants to walk into a home, purchase something that is essentially the largest, most expensive thing they're buying in their Mm -hmm. life, and walk into $10,000, $15,000 of an additional repairs that need to be done. Most buyers don't want to do that and honestly really can't do that. So making sure that your home stays in good repair, especially if you're trying to sell it, is going to help it with marketing. It's going to help it sell faster because buyers aren't going to be looking through and, you know, counting all the dollars as they walk. Okay. So, you know, my father-in-law a long time ago said, if you keep an eye on the pennies, the dollar bills will take care of themselves. That's a good way to look at it. So if we're spending a few bucks to keep something in in great maintenance, like make sure once a year you have somebody come in and check the HVAC, the cooling, to make sure that the the gauges are where they're supposed to be, the high-low pressures of the gas that's in the chambers there. What about somebody says, ah, they can take care of it. I'm selling at a great price. How does the buyer look at the value of the property when you have a seller who doesn't really care about the maintenance of the house? Well, the one thing I notice as I'm walking through with buyers, because that is primarily what I will work with, as soon as they see, walking up to the house, you see, like you were saying, the soffits are dry rotted or need paint. As soon as they catch one thing wrong, they have a much closer eye on everything else. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying as they walk through there, oh, that needs paint. Oh, that's going to need fixed. Oh, that's. So in their eyes, the value of your home is just going down, down, down. So can you sell it, you know, when repairs are needed? Absolutely. But you're not going to be able to sell it for anywhere near as if you were to keep the maintenance up, like updated, keep it, like you said, roof checked once a year, HVAC, clean, check serviced, and just in general in good repair. 
So would it be fair to say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but would it be fair to say if you were walking into a home with your buyer, and let's say I was the agent who had the seller side of the transaction, and I said to the seller, look it, this hot water heater is 16 years old. It's gurgling. It's mm -hmm. not working right. We should get it repaired because eventually there's going to be a home inspection, and the home inspector is going to pull it out. And my seller says to me, that they can take care of that. It's, you know, it's like $1,200 to get the permit and get the plumber in it. They can take care of that themselves. You know, maybe they can, we'll lower the price by $800, right? Mm -hmm. How does the buyer look at the real cost of doing that? Do we find that the buyers have inflated numbers when it comes yes. to repairs? I see what you're asking. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I can look at something and think, oh, okay, that's going to cost $1,000. First thing out of my buyer's mouth, that's going to be at least $5,000. Every little thing to a buyer because, you know, a lot of times they don't have an, an expectation, especially if it's a first-time buyer. Mm -hmm. Everything is huge. It's a big deal, and it's going to cost a lot of money. So if it's just in good repair and they can walk through the home and focus on does this home work for me, you're going to get a lot better feedback. You're going to sell a lot faster versus buyers walking in and trying to figure out if they can take on this big job. And then again, overestimating all of these repairs that need to be done. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. You know, you you look at people, my experience, obviously 45 plus years in the business, it always seems to be when investors are buying homes too. Mm -hmm. So the investor will say, well, that's going to be $15,000 to have new flooring and when it's maybe going to be seven, right? Of course. So yeah. they start exaggerating these repairs because they start from a point of negotiation, always asking for more and then coming back down, right? Right. When we talk about roofs, when we talk about the HVAC, which is heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, and other major appliances, how do you talk about the age of those units? So the standard age for air conditioning is how many years? The standard age for a hot water heater, for a refrigerator, washer and dryer. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Your inspector will tell you something. They'll, they'll note, like, has reached the end of its serviceable life, mm -hmm. which to the rest of us means... It's going to die any day now. Yeah. Okay. And you don't know. I was going to say, what's serviceable life? It could go on for another three, four years, but it literally has, it's not expected to keep going any further and it could die the next day. So it, would it be fair to say that it's the average lifespan yes. of something? Okay. Yeah. The average lifespan. So once you start talking about an air conditioning that's 10 years old, even you start to kind of question how much longer it's going to go. That being said, there was actually an air conditioning in my home that went for 20 years until yeah. we replaced it before it even died, but you don't know. But again, to a buyer, when an air conditioning unit replacement costs $10,000, yeah. that's a big ticket. That's a big gamble as to, you know, are they going to have to pay that in the next year? Is it going to keep going five more? They don't know. And then, you know, in addition to that, if the unit is old and it hasn't been taken care of and it's dirty and it's not quite functioning, right? Like you say, it's like gurgling, things like yeah. that, you know, to a buyer, that's, that's a big red flag. Okay. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate mm -hmm. here. Let's say that you're the seller mm -hmm. and my buyer is here and my buyer says, Tom, look it, 
That air conditioning looks awful old. The cage on the outside is rusted. That hot water heater's got calcium all over the where the pipes are going in. That underneath the kitchen sink, it looks all wet underneath there. I am not paying him top dollar. What is your response to that buyer when they're saying that about your property? Well, the first thing I would have actually discussed with my seller is putting a seller's coverage warranty on the home. Okay. That would allow them a little reassurance that if something happens while we're under contract or, you know, working on getting a contract, they're not going to come out of pocket a large amount. Okay. If there is nothing wrong with it, which I have, like we said, we've seen older things that are functioning fine. The next thing as the seller's agent that I would floor is offering them a home warranty. It's functioning fine at the time of sale. The home warranty would then step in in the next year. If something goes wrong, it would be the, you know, pretty minor out-of-pocket cost on a service call, and then the home warranty company would take it from there. Oh. That would be my starting point. Okay, well, let's switch it around now. I'm the one representing the seller. You're the person representing the buyer. How would you approach me as the agent representing the buyer and looking at the buyer's best interest? Okay. Looking at the buyer's best interest, then I would um, compile all of the items that are outdated, not quite functioning well, kind of limping along, get estimates for their replacement. And then my goal would be to negotiate. If I can't negotiate, you'd replace at least some of them. I would negotiate towards closing costs. That way, my buyers would be able to keep more money in their bank accounts should something happen, you know, in the next year or two, that they would have some reserve funds available to cover the costs of those. Okay. But I would be, if it was something major, I would be pushing to get it fixed and taken care of. Could you, now you talked previously about recommending to your seller a home warranty. Mm -hmm. Those are usually one year in length, right? Correct. It, would it be possible for a buyer to negotiate a longer home warranty, like a three to five year home warranty that the seller pays for? Because as you said, you know, the air conditioning is 10 years old. It's probably not past its useful life, but maybe at 12 or 13, it might be. Mm -hmm. I know for hot water heaters, that's the case, right. right? So that one year home warranty just for this year probably isn't that important as maybe three to five years down the road. Have you ever negotiated something like that? Yeah. And that's another great option. You know, if everything is functioning fine, but starting to get towards the end, absolutely. If that's something that as the buyer that would you know, give them a sense of security in the home, mm -hmm. then everything is negotiable. You just present that to the seller as an option and negotiate, like you said, ideally two years, three years, five years, whatever terms we can come to. Okay. So to kind of wrap this up, you want to make sure as a seller that you keep your house maintained. You spend mm -hmm. those pennies now to save the dollars later on down the road. Right. If you're a buyer and you're looking to buy a house that maybe does have some deferred maintenance to it, that first of all, you try and negotiate a real price, not an artificial price. Mm -hmm. And then you may want to have the seller add some type of a warranty on the house or on the appliances that way. And maybe one years, maybe as many as five years, depending on that scenario, correct? Correct. Yes. All right. Well, Jill, hey, thanks a lot. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.